and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. Today we'll be talking about episode 10 of season one, Nightmares. And we're joined by a very special guest, James Brent Tiger Monkey Isaacs. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? Happy to be here. Yay. Thank you for joining us. Actually, this is going to be great because my friend's sister, who like has a huge crush on you, oh. also recently watched Buffy, and I hope she's listening to this podcast. Maria, you're gonna you're gonna die. Maria, you're nice. getting a treat today. Well, Maria, hello, Maria. <laughs> you know, <laughs> thank you. If I can just have a moment to say, Maria, I'm glad that you're listening, and thank you for all the support. And <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, you're you're a good person. Keep being you. That's you awesome. You know what? That's great. Wow. <laughs> Let's let that lead us into the library. All right, episode ten. We're almost done with season one. I know. Yeah, we are barreling towards the end. Buffy and the Master still have not yet met, but man, are they teasing it. Yeah, they mm-hmm. are. It is a straight tease. Uh, I would love to talk to, in, in terms of teasing, <laughs> we're definitely going to be talking with our guest and finding out a little bit more information about him. But first, look, we get very busy. A lot of stuff comes up. Maybe you didn't get a chance to watch the episode, so we're going to do a quick cram session to catch you up. So, Holland, what happened in this episode? Okay, I'm, I'm ready this time. Usually when we do these cram sessions, I'm like, oh, I can't sum up the episode, but I'm going to do it right now in like three minutes. I just wasted 30 seconds talking about how I can't do, do episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, the worst case scenario happens to our Scoobies in this episode. Imagine if all of your nightmares came true and came true while you were in high school. That is just a horrible situation for us all. Um, so... Buffy has to deal with kind of her fears of her dad not really wanting to like show up and spend time with her. Willow has to deal with her fear of singing in front of people. Xander has to deal with his fear of Nazis and clowns. Giles forgets (laughs) how to read. (laughs) It's a really horrible time for everyone. um, And this is all happening because of a boy named Billy, who we later find out um, was abused by his little league coach which is super dark um and so basically he's causing everyone to live their nightmares out in real life and by the end of the episode this is all resolved and happily ever after for everyone that Mm -hmm. was a great synopsis that was a great cram session it was done yeah wow so now that we know everything about the episode let's go ahead and put that aside Mm -hmm. and uh ask james what's uh who are you (laughs) Uh, I'm James. I am a uh, an, an actor in the Los Angeles area. I, I'm also a, a, a YouTuber, vlogger person. I, I started out my my vlogging life with Geek and Sundry, like uh, like some other people here in this room. And I've, I've with acting stuff. Most recently, people can catch me on uh, Emma Approved, uh, where I played Robert Martin, and it was tons of fun. And got a couple of. Uh, New things coming up now. You can in the next couple months. You can check me up on uh, Classic Alice and a brand new show called uh, Social Medium, which is yeah, we be had Tara super on. fun. Yeah, Tara was on. It's all connecting. How many episodes ago? A few. She was on the pack. She was on so the pack. Episode six. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell everyone it was episode four. We clearly, <laughs> yeah, we clearly have a theme going on. Yeah. We'll just get all of the social medium cast on at some point. Also, I am the 2013 Thumb Wrestling Champion of the world. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> the whole wide world. I am legally contracted to say that everywhere I go. For yeah, I believe next weekend you're going up against Thanos for like a universal title. Oh right? uh, yeah. Well, he. The thing is, he has to wear the Infinity Glove thing. <laughs> 
So, uh, I mean, he, he literally challenged me. He's like, yo, if you do this, I will wear the glove. And I was like, I, I can't say no. So me and Thanos next week, pay-per-view, 120 bucks. It's worth <laughs> it. All right. <laughs> but the glove's, called the, the glove's called the gauntlet, though. I've been saying it, right? Isn't yeah, that? it's a yeah. gauntlet. All right. So I've been it's saying glove, yeah. whatever. Well, I mean, that's just. Wait, so does he? But does that give him a leg up in your thumb wrestling competition? He can't. No. No, right? No. I've been undefeated for twenty years. No one's gonna do <laughs> All right, good. Well, I'm excited I to see like, it. And I don't think the Thank glove like it doesn't focus on the thumb. It's like very much like a. In fact, there's a gem right at the yeah. the hilt of it's the like thumb. It's like for hitting things. Yeah, not for like being opposable. It's not a finesse sort of no. no. Yeah. So no, you've my, yeah. My, my, my agility will will probably take over. It's kind of like Hulk gloves. Like they're not meant. Exactly. Thumb is like in the. It's just for show. <laughs> awesome. No. All right, let's hype this. I, w- I want everybody. Let's hype this fight up. Thanos wearing the Infinity Gauntlet versus James. This isn't going to be like the Mayweather fight. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't watch the fight. I know it's a pop culture Thanos reference. Thanos versus though. Tiger Monkey. Yeah. Thanos but versus did, Tiger Monkey. Uh, you did win the worldwide championship, and that's such a dream come true. And let's talk about dreams coming true in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Segway of the day. <laughs> Going yeah. to Omar. Uh, well so now, done, sir. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, James, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. You've been like a, you've been a fan of Buffy from the get go, right? No, like from the beginning when it was on. When it was on. Yeah, no, I was I was in middle school when when it aired the the first day, and just immediately like there was I like can honestly say there was a good couple months where I was living solely for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and just like this is the reason I'm still here. I'm like I love <laughs> the show. This is what's getting me through life right now. Like this was I'm one of those you know first generation fans of just like this is a show that shaped me as a human being and part of the reason I am who I am today or not even just what I do but who I am as a person really mm-hmm. is because of how much of a mm-hmm. fan I was of, of Buffy and the lessons I learned from that show. Awesome. So yeah. how does this episode hold up in terms of like when you first saw it to now? It's interesting because you kind of see it having seen all the other episodes. It's not so much like does it stand the test of time? It's more so how does this compare to like their later seasons when they have more of a budget and like the let and you can tell like the lighting's a little different. And I actually I I like the look of the earlier episodes more than I do the later episodes because mm-hmm. it was just a little bit grittier and well, they like, didn't have film. as much. Off. Yeah. yeah, and but uh, you can also like see the growth in acting in the later episodes where these like their first ones are you know it's still good but knowing how better they got or like how great they were by the end of the series it's 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 interesting to see that kind of stuff also the biggest thing for me is watching it now i'm like man i actually look older than these (laughs) these characters now this is new for me because so many teen shows you're growing up and you're just like you're you're in a way looking up to these characters and then even when you're in college they still look older than you because they are in fact in their late <laughs> yeah. mid to late 20s when yeah. they're playing teenagers yeah. but now i'm just like yeah no i definitely i look older than buffy summers now this is strange she's like a little sister <laughs> <laughs> so that's that was that was a big thing for me what really hit me about this episode watching it again was uh like i remember okay out of all of buffy like there's like definitely a handful of scenes that i remember and maybe at the top of the list to be completely honest with you and i don't know if it's because i watched this at a very impressionable uh, point in my life or something like it definitely but it's just the stamp is when she goes and sits with her dad at the park bench oh god and that's uh, the scene i remember yeah. when i was watching it, i was like see like buffy is like so cool because like they fight vampires and there's a lot of like empowerment but at the same time it's one of those shows that like it it there's so many moments that hurt and there's no way to like deal with it or get over it it's just like these like life moments where it's like this is her worst nightmare and yeah. i was like oh this is too real like sp- like tarantulas and i'm a little bit of an arachnophobe 
Like, you know, tarantulas and everything like that can deal with, but that moment of, like, parental rejection yeah. and blaming their divorce on Buffy was just... I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I watched the show, I, I watched this episode earlier today just to have, like, you know, be able to reference and brush up, and, I mean, 18 years later, watch, watching that, that moment still just hurts, just rips your heart out of just, you, you feel her heart breaking yeah. Yeah. as she's being told, like, all of her worst fears from her own father. Like, this yeah. is damaging yeah stuff. It's, it's really hard and it's also it's really relatable like my parents weren't divorced but i have like other kind of like parental related issues um but i feel like it is relatable for a lot of people like based off of what their upbringing was and like for a show to just kind of like do that and like have this happen to the main character it's really sad like this whole episode is really dark but that scene in particular is like it's not it's not great and like brings up stuff i feel like and yeah you're just like, oh i'm just watching buffy like this is a fun show it's so campy it's about vampires and then like something like that happens and it's like oh like oof. okay joss is this the first that kind of moment is this the first let's call them joss moments joss. let's just call them joss moments <laughs> mm -hmm. was this the first joss moment in the show um are there any like maybe there, like, extreme moments before but this is like a very personal moment because i i believe and i don't want to get too much into this because you know it's more about like our experience and watching it but like i know that like uh in the unofficial biography of joss he's talking about how that episode was directly about his parents and like yeah. his greatest fears so i mean I would say would, yes i mean would you put maybe this doesn't fall in the same category but the reveal of Angel as a vampire, more so not in that that's a big mythology moment, but that uh, it's a, maybe. this is something you want. That's Sorry, you can't have yeah, it. Yeah, maybe that is. No, it's got to be that. It's I think be it's that. The, the the kiss into the he's a vampire, I feel like. As is. much as we wanted to ruin it uh, as podcasters and <laughs> yeah. tell everybody from episode one that Angel is a vampire. Yeah. Well, that's they all us. should know that's by now. Us. Yeah. <laughs> but the cat's yeah. out of the bag, whether we yeah. pulled it out or you found the bag. Mm -hmm. but. Yeah. but in terms of something that has absolutely nothing to not absolutely nothing to do with monsters, because it's like Hank Summers in that scene isn't the true Hank Summers, but I right. have to believe that it's not in entirely just nightmare hank his name is hank right yeah okay because like this is something that i found out from hector uh one of the hosts on geek and sundry twitch that uh buffy was named after scott summers is hank a reference to hank pym or hank mccoy it could be hank yeah mm. that would actually make a lot i don't know why i had to jump outside of the x-men <laughs> even though hank mccoy is an avenger so it kind of yeah but <laughs> they kind of dibble and dabble on they whatever just, team marvel just fridge magnets their heroes <laughs> Like every, it's like an improv theater, really. Like it's kind of like an improv theater. Where like every five months, they're just like, we're breaking you guys up. Sorry, we're gonna try something else. And like five months later, like that didn't really work. This week's special monologist for Ascat is <laughs> Beast. Yeah. But yeah, that moment is so. But yeah, this episode is very clearly, as the master points it out, about fear. What are your fears, and how even deep fear can make it that the slayer cannot defeat it that's why yeah. she's running from the ugly man at the end is because even though she's the slayer she's no longer the slayer she's just a little scared kid whose dad's not there to protect her running away with an equally it's almost like her and billy in the end scene kind of just become equals it's like i need someone yeah. else to help and, they, and well, the whole thing like the master says in the beginning like where he's like but fear and pain are things that are in your mind and if you just know that you can control it mm-hmm and when and like another fear of hers is like becoming a vampire, right? But yeah. by the end, she embraces it in order to fight the big the big bad of the episode. Where it's like she embraced her fear and she was like, you know what? I guess these are the cards I was dealt. I'm a vampire now. Like I was buried, and I guess being buried is what makes you a vampire in this nightmare world. 
Now here I am. I'm just going to take care of business. I have a question in terms of her vampirism. Do you think, I mean, obviously it wasn't said in the episode, but maybe there was a moment in her mind where she was like, maybe I can be with Angel now. Probably not. I think she was too busy, like. <laughs> well, no, I think Running she was. She was. She was too child. busy, like. There, there was a task facing at hand. like all of yeah. her fears, and also like having this child who she finds out is like was like abused so bad that he was put into a coma for a week by his little league coach, and he's all of what like twelve years old. I think it's and says. let's highlight that choice that it's a little league coach because yeah. in my head I ran through like a because I thought it was like. Possibly. I thought it was his father. And like right, especially yeah. with like Buffy stuff with her dad. And I've seen this episode multiple times, but every time I go back to rewatch it, I'm like, oh yeah, his dad's beating him or something, right? But then it is it is like the little league coach. Like I feel like it's even more messed up. Not that mm. it wouldn't be messed up the other way around. That it's this person that like their job is to kind of like like I don't know, like take care of it's like if you're being yeah, like their only like he's, or like a teacher. I mean, father figures in general get yeah. dealt a tough hand in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think, we, I think we can all agree, except for Giles. Yeah, though he doesn't really wear that hat in this episode, but no. maybe it's kind of like. But it's the, the sort of scene. Grandpa. But the scene where, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm talking. But the scene where like Giles meets Hank. Like, where, yeah. like, Hank comes in to talk to Buffy, and he's, like, giving her upsetting news because it's, like, Nightmare Hank. And, like, Giles, like, instantly, like, you can see it in his face that he's, like, starting to kind of, like, feel protective over mm -hmm. Buffy. Mm -hmm. And it's the, that weird, like, the meeting between the two of them is so weird. Because it's like, oh, this is Buffy's real dad. But, like, Giles is very much like Buffy's, like, actual, like, father, right. at least in the show. Yeah, and yeah. it's his greatest like, weird, fear. Like, moment. Yeah. His greatest yeah. fear is seeing, they're like, oh, my God, here's her grave. Whose nightmare is this? He says, it's mine. Mm. That's huge. Yeah. That's a huge moment. Yeah. Um, I one thing I like about the nightmares in this episode because this is like a this is I don't know like a '90s template that we can throw on. Like the '90s was sort of like Target H.P. Lovecraft as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Where it was like you know we've got this like whole history of like gothic horror and then the '90s like just pulled parts out and it was like you know what? we're just gonna make it a little commercial we'll make it into a toaster. Like we got <laughs> goosebumps. We got, are you, are you afraid of the dark? Oh yeah. Uh, like all these episodes, like all these shows kind of like just handed like they just sat in a circle and kind of like passed around like the same premise but what i love about the buffy's take on it is that it's you get to go more into it like the guy is he just scared of tarantulas no he's actually not scared of tarantulas he feels guilty and he's scared of revenge because uh, he loves tarantulas. He loves them. Like, You're scared of spider oh, bugs. He's Wendell. like, no, they were my children. Biggest collection Wendell. in the Tri County area. <laughs> Tri County area. Which, if if Sunnydale is Santa Barbara, that would include God. Let me think. That's that would include Santa Barbara. I would. I want to say Ojai and <laughs> Ventura and spider populations in those counties. Speaking as someone who lived there, huge. <laughs> so clearly, he's earned his jobs. Like there, he and what yeah. did he, he had Black Widow. Like, for, like, I don't think I don't think you can have black <laughs> widows. Black widows are like smaller and well, like they kill you. They do, yeah. But he said he had them. Maybe he had them in cups. That's horribly dangerous. Those I mean, cups. tarantulas yeah. you can at least get like the venom extracted. Black widows are so small that I don't think that you can like have like a. It's just poisonous. Yeah. It's like the irresponsible lab that let Peter Parker get bit, <laughs> but they were just like not keeping track of their radioactive. <laughs> you should not be allowed to have specimens. <laughs> no, you should. Like, imagine if like. Just any, like, imagine if, like, that was just a bar of radiation. Like, not a spider, but just a bar. And they're like, one, two, three, four. It's supposed to be five, but hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, my, my son's playing baseball. I got to go. Yeah. Like, that person would be fired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm grateful and everything. Because, like, Peter, you know, got bit and became a superhero and saved yeah. a lot of people, I'm sure. But at the same time, that person deserves to be fired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, what are your guys' biggest nightmares? 
or fears. Shh. Maybe not nightmares specifically, but fears. I mean, I oh God, I mean, maybe I, fear I, and I, nightmare. I, okay, all right. Yeah. I'll start. I'll start with nightmares first. I used to have a recurring nightmare as a child of gremlins from the movie Gremlins, Whoa. like an entire population just invading my household. And I was like trapped in my room, and like they were at the doors and the windows. There was one that was just like swinging. From How the old window. were you when that movie came out? Oh God, I can't even remember. I mean, this was before I was ten years old when I was like having these uh-huh. things. So that was that was the nightmare that would happen a lot. The one that I have now, um, it's <laughs> I I actually have Willow's nightmare of being thrown on a stage, <laughs> having to perform like a Shakespeare play, and just not knowing any of the lines of just like <laughs> all right now it's your it's your turn to go and i'm just like wait no wait what i have to no and i have to go out there and just like hope that i'm guessing the right lines next which for this performance tough. yeah you can't do that there's no room for like you improv really or anything it yeah. it's the lines and that's it and if you screw up the shakespeare fans will know so <laughs> badly <laughs> it's so it's oh like i have those um so your fear is being just Dragged through the city square by angry Shakespeare fans. No, I more just... like more like flamed by the Shakespeare fandom on Tumblr. I feel like is the more accurate. <laughs> I don't have Ashland fears. Oregon I just, just... <laughs> I don't have fears. I just have nightmares. Uh-huh. Um, uh, no fear, fear wise. Um, I used to have a fear of heights, but then I did you know what they do in the show where they start to face them, uh-huh. and I just uh, base jumped off of a building in New Zealand. Oh, sure. my friend okay. did that. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. I don't understand. Of oh, that's the Ugh. thing. It's like, it's so much fun. And after that, heights, not a problem. Ugh. I'm like, totally. Did they, cool. make a, did they take a video of it? Because my friend literally, like, posted the video. Yeah. And, like, sent it to us. There was a video I didn't buy. It was, oh, it was God. Too much money. It's, oh, God. Yeah. So. Face jumped off a building. Yeah, Amazing. you do it with a wire. It's it's a very like oh great they, oh they, they, yeah. like, in that case. Well, it's a very yeah, it's a very <laughs> tourist friendly form of base jumping. Most base jumping, there's nothing attached to you, you're right? Just, and you're here, and it's very it's for people who have like skydived like a thousand times, and now they're just they're holding onto their parachute and they throw it out there. Uh, this one was like a touristy version where you'd get to the ta- tallest building in that hemisphere and they just attach you to this rig and then you free fall for like hundreds of feet except for the last 50 feet where they slow you down just enough to not break your legs when you hit the crash pad. And it is the most Batman-like experience you'll ever have. You really feel like <laughs> you're just going down there on that grappling hook. And the first time I did it, and then if you actually managed to do it the second time, you get to go for free. So I was like, yeah, sure, now I'm fine. Uh-huh. So I went down for the second time. And the second time, I had the best badass, like, down on one knee landing of just, like, I posed. I had a landing <laughs> pose. It was fantastic. So, awesome. And after that, uh, heights haven't been a problem. Wow. Well, at least you conquered your fear. Yeah. That's a good – I was an inspiring end to that. Tale. Yeah, that was well, a great thanks. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holland, what about you? What are your fears and nightmares? I'm so freaked out by his like base jumping story. I do not like heights. I can never. That's is that your greatest fear? It's one of my biggest fears. I think when I was when I was younger, I had a lot of like nightmares about ghosts. Uh-huh. Um, and I had very vivid nightmares to the point where like I'd be like lying in bed and like there would be this specific ghost that would talk to me, and he was like very friendly, and his name was Jimmy, but like. Like that's how like Jimmy Scavone, the guy who <laughs> does the music for Sunnydale no. Study Group. I was just like very much afraid of ghosts and like very much believed in them, and that's it's like kind of died down. I think my fears now are like very they're more adult. It's like dying in obscurity, running out of money, and like those Ooh, things. Ooh, yeah, those oh. horrifying. Yeah, um, but also heights, not great. I'm just gonna pitch an Oscar film to you guys really quickly. Yeah, right let's now, hear it. Okay. Which is I don't know what the title is yet. We can workshop that. I'm sure you know later in the process. But is it called The like, Running Wild? 
Uh, sure, let's go with that. Let's okay. start with that. Uh, but it's about a ghost, and I, I just see like the trailer of like the ghost trying to do something. I don't know, like the win civil rights or something Oscar-y, You know, try to get over a disease while solving science. Okay. And then it's just like it cuts like the last thing in the trailer. It's just Holland like looking up at the ghost and being like, "I believe in you." Running wild. <laughs> Coming out in November. Dun, 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 uh, that's dun, great because if it comes out dun, in November, dun, dun, it'll come out. <laughs> that's hilarious. Son, you said grab your things. I'm going to take you home. And it's secretly a sequel to Matilda. Your Oscar-winning role. You could play the ghost. Oh, Ooh, yeah. you could or he ghost. could play the lawyer. Oh yeah. And James as the lawyer who defends the ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This man exists. <laughs> <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> uh, the, uh, That's it. Yeah. All right. Do you want to say fear? Should I? We're going around the circle. Uh, let's go. Let's keep, let's continue the circle. Okay. Uh, my greatest fear, I believe, is any form of um, suffocation. Kind of. Are we okay? Whoa. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, so my yeah, for me, my greatest fear is losing breath. Be it in an enclosed space. Be it just. Sometimes I'm on a plane. I have weird air anxiety. I uh-huh. like I sometimes I I don't like to think this. I have this belief that I was like a sailor that drowned in a past life or something. Like there's that moment in Do you remember the movie White Squall? Oh. You remember when the guy is like nope. the, the guy's wife is like yeah, no, I'm the well waters he's trying squall. to save her but it's just like slowly filling up and she's like Yeesh. So I believe that I suffocated in a past life and then I'm trying not to in this one. Um and then nightmare the night, the most nightmarish experience I ever had was recently. Actually, I had this nightmare that I was in like a big banquet hall, and then all of a sudden, I kind of just started losing control of my body. And I looked around the banquet hall, and everyone's eyes started bleeding, and then everyone started losing control of their body, and then I did too. And then it was just like we all were like possessed by demons, except it like felt like it wasn't fun demons. It was like bad ones. Whoa. And it was very physically uncomfortable and they were in control of us and it was bad. Then I woke up in a cold sweat and I said, you know what? Brian Kane was right. <laughs> Sorry, that's uh, my friend who's Catholic and told me I've been possessed by demons. I hope he's not listening to this. He probably doesn't because Buffy's full of demon stuff. But anyway. <laughs> um, and no offense to the Catholics out there. I love you, Brian. Your love friend you, told me Thank that you, Matt your friend told you that you were possessed by demons. Yeah, no, he says he has a recurring nightmare that I've been attacked. I should I should specify, demonic attack and demonic possession are two separate things. Possession is worse, but attack is bad too, uh, and that I have been the subject to demon attack. It's kind of like the difference between like a high five and a handshake, right? Exactly. Like one's like a boom, the other is like a. <laughs> exactly. It's not a visual medium, unfortunately, so I had to kind of make do with yeah. what I had. But either way, hands and five fingers are involved. Right. Yeah. Uh, things I don't like. I didn't like spiders for a long time, but then living in Santa Barbara, I just had to deal. I have a, if we have time later, I have a story about the second I moved into like my first independent apartment. Uh, and my parents like ju- had just left. They're like, "Well, how you doing?" And like me and I were like, "We're great." And then like they got in the car and like drove away. And then I opened. And I found like an egg sack. And I was like, okay, Yeesh. now I have to extract this. And then it went south. <laughs> it went south. Uh. Uh, I, I did not like them. And then, like, I just, well, here's what happened. I got a red cup because I just graduated college. And I was like, this will do it. What, here's, Stereotype. Here's what it is. I studied marine biology for, like, a year in college. And I was like, wait, this must apply to everything. This is a pod because I'm an idiot. And I just <laughs> ended up studying film because I just watched movies. And somehow I was given a degree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And 
I took the red cup, and I'm like, this will totally work. And I tried to just pop the egg sac into the cup. Now, just I don't know if you've ever interacted with spider eggs. Doesn't make sense. What I thought just does not make sense. And I ruptured the membrane, and they just came pouring out like a, I don't know, like the like a if you song had, like, out of a musical singer. Some sort singer. of, like, flat surface, you probably could have, like, scraped it and then shut it. And that probably would have worked. I th- like, did you literally just, like... I would. I, I put the cup under, yeah, and I was just like, I'm gonna pull it out slowly. And I pulled it out, and I looked down in the cup, and I realized there was no egg. And I looked up, and then it was just like, t- like the dust mites in Totoro. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like coming out, and they're just like, we're alive. And I was like, well, now I gotta just now I gotta be the Hitler of spiders and just kill all of these spiders. And I know that might have been like a little bit of intense thing, but guys, let's be honest. I killed like 300 spiders that day. Wow. And that's on my soul. Do I dream that they'll come back to haunt me? No, because they're babies. They, hey, Chris, you know. remember last um, podcast when you killed a moth? Yeah, I do remember when I killed a moth. I felt bad about it. <laughs> but only slightly. I also don't like balloons. Okay. Uh, I don't like when people sickness. pop balloons. I like balloons, yeah. but when people pop them, that's the worst thing you can do. Do not do that near me because I have a I won't have balloons. Attack. I hate them. They spin, and it makes me sick. Uh, <laughs> I'm not afraid of earthquakes because I grew up here. I woke up to an earthquake last night. It was I very unsettling. Again. <laughs> I woke up and I ran to a doorway. Because is that still a thing? No, that's they actually <laughs> advise you specifically not to do that now. That's well, what do I do? Is that for tornadoes? It's, it, just no, hope for the best. It's really because the thing is standing through <laughs> doorways, door like you're tornado. putting your, you know, your limbs and expenditures and things and appendages at risk of like door slamming on them. Oh, there's, oh yeah, there's, it's a, it's a doorless. Yeah, doorway. so they're, I think what they do now is just try to find like a very flat surface that you know things won't fall on you. My dad says like hide under the bed. And that makes sense. Or just sleep through the earthquake. Yeah, I mean, sure. If you have, <laughs> if you're asleep and you're listening to this. Uh, I guess just sleep through the earthquake because there's no, nothing else you could do. Mm-hmm. And while you're asleep, you might have nightmares. I'm trying to think of a recurring nightmare. I ha- oh, I have a recurring nightmare where like someone's breaking into my ha- uh, wherever I live. Ooh. Because uh, yeah, there's just been crazy, crazy threats against my family in the past. This is such a Jeez. deep, dark episode. This wow. isn't even about Buffy now. I no, feel like we're just nothing. getting into Look, like our the dark episode past. was nightmares. <laughs> they found out it was the little league guy. There's very yeah. little for us to cover here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, I had I- recurring nightmares about like. I would be chased through this cul-de-sac I lived in in Brigantine, New Jersey, and it was a specific cul-de-sac on Hudson Drive. If anyone's familiar, probably not. Yep. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, uh, do, does Marjorie still live there? Sure. Of course she does. Green Marjorie? Green yes. Marjorie. <laughs> green Marjorie? Marjorie Green? Queen Marjorie Oh, Mar- Queen Mar- Marjorie. Hall? Queen Marjorie, yes, yes. Of House Turtle? Yes. Oh, okay. Go on. Lovely dresses. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I would be... Running away from this man who actually looked pretty similar to the ugly man from this episode. And it's that like typical like chase dream where like where you're you know the right direction to go and you're about to reach your house where you'll be safe. But then you never actually reach it and you just kind of get stuck in this endless loop. Mm. And I would have that nightmare all the time. Was he screaming plot points at you to decipher? (laughs) Lucky no. number 12. I win. <laughs> well, you're not the kid. Yeah. <laughs> the Lucky ugly 19. man, by the way, the ugly man, by the way, definitely looked like Toxie. He looks toxic yeah. exactly oh, yeah. like him. So much got the eye and everything. <laughs> um, I have a recurring, it, it's not recurring, it's just I have this habit of uh, I die in my sleep a lot. What? Um, do, you wake, do you wake up at moment of death? Well, that's the thing I don't. Um, because like everyone tells you, like, oh, that, that's weird. Like you think you're gonna die in your dream, then you'll wake up right before it happens. But I have, you know, fallen off of 
thing. I've, I've fallen off the tallest ma- uh, building in Dubai and just like everything went dark for a while. And I just flat, the only way I can describe it is I just didn't exist. And oh. uh, I was I was mauled by a leopard once. Oh. No, it was a jaguar. No, it was a panther. Anyway, and then one one time I just I just slow faded out of cancer, and uh, what? it gets it gets weirder and weirder every time. Where it's just it's not like it's there's no there's oh like a weird this God. transition period where I don't just like open my eyes and I'm up. I'm just like I just don't exist for a while. Wow. And um, it's just weird. Like it should freak me out more than it, it does, just because like everyone in my family dies in their sleep. This is a real thing. So and my dad, like you've all like talked about it. Yeah. How did you? No, it's, it's when did when you we, start to kind of no, discover that? Like, like, when my when my relatives when my relatives oh. pass away in real life, they oh. all all of my like my grandma, my grandpa, just everyone they die in their sleep. Um, okay, I get it. So I should be like really paranoid about it. Also, my dad has um, the men in our family get a, an irregular heartbeat around the time we're thirty. And it leads to us getting pretty bad sleep apnea. Wow. So we also just spend most of our life dying in our sleep over and over and over again. Do you have a murmur? Is that what it is? Because uh, I have a murmur. No, it's no, sleep apnea is different. My dad has a murmur. A sleep apnea, it's like also deals with like your breathing too. Yeah. Right? The thing is you basically just... stop breathing. You yeah. die for a little while yeah. until your body realizes it hasn't had oxygen for a good amount of time and then it like jolts itself back to um <laughs> being alive. And it just comes off as you having really bad snoring. And that's what we thought was my dad's problem, was just he snores so badly. It's like he's quiet, and then there's just this uproarious snore. And and it turns out it's like, actually, he's dying about (laughs) ten times a night. So that's something I have to look forward to. And um, maybe you won't. No, but that's the scariest thing ever, though, because I get freaked out about that, too, because I have, like, really bad asthma. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's better now, but, like, every time I get, like, a cold or, like, just any sort of, like, like respiratory thing my asthma gets really bad again and i always like have to go to basically like urgent care and get put on like um oh my um, god uh d- but basically they just put me on like medication and it's usually like steroids and stuff to like help my lungs but like i get really scared because i'm like what if i like go to sleep and then like don't wake up because like i'm having a heart it's really scary wow scary. this got really dark i'm yeah, fine. breathing is hard and but guys like, we live in the wrong city for, uh, <laughs> yeah. for breathing to be hard yeah. what i'm noticing here and this is so interesting is that like nightmares have such a night like not even just fear but nightmares have such a presence on our identities that like the fact that it can like run through like i don't know like create like a narrative in a family for instance, or just like might influence the way we interact with like living things, mm-hmm. or like be with spiders. I had a nightmare where like I woke up one day and the, my as a kid like my room was filled with spiders. Yeah, and like I remember it distinctly, and it was like very realistic, and like I was like screaming, and my parents like woke me up and they're like, "Where are they?" And I was convinced that they just hid. Yeah, but then I was like, "But it's not like they were smart spiders." I was like, "They hid. They just can't. How did they? Who? Hmm? Mm-hmm. I guess I'll go back to sleep." I listened yeah. to like the Spice World soundtrack mm-hmm. and then fell asleep. Oh, uh, speaking of Spice World, I actually. <laughs> No, but actually, there's an instance that reminded me of Spice World to get back to the episode. This is more lighthearted. When the aliens but came? No, when they're trying to wake up Billy, uh-huh. and Giles is like, wake up, like yelling at Billy, basically. He's like, Billy. And it's like the scene in Spice World where Posh goes up to the kid who's in a coma named uh-huh. Malcolm, and she's like, and I'm Victoria Malcolm. And he's not. Have you seen Spice World? It's yep, really funny. I yeah, I haven't, but I need to now. I'm, I'm glad someone else has. <laughs> it's like I've that same exact scene. And there's um, aliens in Spice World. There's also aliens in Spice World. And Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Spice World is a really great movie. Is it? But not as it good really as. It really is. Uh, not as good as Josie Pussycats. Yeah, no, Josie oh, the Pussycats is better. 
But Spice World is like kind of like a satire, but more kind of like a hard day's night. Yeah. I've heard that though. I've heard like Josie. I haven't seen Josie and the Pussycats, but oh, apparently, it's a really great satire aside, aside from like the blatant like product placement left and right, it's apparently like a good. No, because product placement is yeah, and it's better to look back now on it because now like it's integrated. Like we're like product placement's gone away, and then we check Twitter and yeah. it's like buy Adidas. Like yeah. oh yeah, I'll retweet this. It's a movie about yeah over mm-hmm. product placement. It's amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll but um, and MTV, a lot of MTV stuff. So good. But Colin doesn't even know what that is. No, TRL. I know what TRL is. Carson what does Daly. it stand for? Total Request Live. Atta girl. Atta oh, girl. snap. What you're seeing, Those what are... you guys didn't see, because you can only hear, is is Holland's face go from, do I actually know? Do I actually know? I think <laughs> yeah. I know. Wait, no, I got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, as she was landing. saying it. As she was saying uh. it, it was a whole transition <laughs> of her like, nailed it. Oh <laughs> you God. saw an eggshell heading towards your face, but then you cracked it with your mind, and now there's <laughs> yeah. an egg on my face. Mm-hmm. I have a question about fear. Uh, is fear trying to protect us or is it trying to defeat us? Oh my God. So I listened to a really interesting TED talk about this. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Um, where pretty much the conversation was like, so fear has a lot of power, but the, the a problem is lots of times we'll go into a narrative fear versus like realistic fear. Uh, and so uh, the thing is, human imagination oftentimes like challenges our ability to use fear properly. Okay. An example they used was they were like these sailors who like the they just were stranded, and what they could have done is gone to an island, but they were worried there would be cannibals on the island, or they could keep trying to like sail and hopefully someone would find them. Uh, and their fear of cannibalism and of facing cannibals outweighed their fear of just going into the ocean. And had they gone to the island, they would have survived. Instead, they kept sailing and they perished, except for one guy. And then, like, this other ship, like, found him eventually. And he cannibalized the other guys. And he ate them. <laughs> but in, even in a more, like, <laughs> relatable sense, I, I'm definitely like this. I feel like a lot of other people are probably like this. But, like, your fear of That's failure true. will stop you from doing things. Right. Or your fear of success. Yeah. Or, it, like, same in the, thing. in yeah. my case, because I'm very successful, and it freaks me out. Yeah. yeah. Everything I set out to do, I, I do. And it's just, yeah. I can't sleep at night on top of all this money. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think we try a bed. Of a, it's it's <laughs> about it's there's you know it's it's a it's a mind and body thing. There's yeah. there's mm-hmm. your physical reaction to fear, and then there's your mental reaction to fear. And I think in the case of you know your physical reaction that can op- that can often be to protect you or what your body's saying like oh this is maybe something that's not good for my health. And then there's the mental part that that's what keeps you back. Um, what I try to do in situations like those uh-huh. is just kind of, you know, you, you do the self-internal analyzation of stuff. And what I kind of figure out is like the body fear that I'm feeling is like adrenaline. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, adrenaline, I can use that. Adrenaline helps you with a lot of stuff. Right. So I can totally, well, now I just have extra ump to tackle whatever this fear is right now. That's awesome. So it's, it's weird how like it kind of propels if, if you like are able to channel the energy, you can actually yeah. use it to face that fear. But um, it's you can, you can become a real uh, adrenaline junkie. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. I wouldn't know that. I'm scared yeah. of roller coasters. No, no I like, well, I love roller coasters. I, I I understand what you're saying because I try to use because I'm very anxious and like very afraid of a lot of things, and I try and use it as like a motivating factor. Um, to this point, and yeah, I think that's definitely you can definitely do that because it's it. your energy is yes. the point it's like it's all happening right. inside of you and, and you technically your you body to, wants you to live you have yeah. to look at it and be like what's the worst case scenario and sometimes you're like oh well i could like fail terribly or i could die or like this that and the other thing you're just like but if i don't do this 
I'm going to, like, hate myself for not doing this. Mm. It's kind of like surfing where, like, you go out and, like, the wave is forming and you're just, like, your fear is that, like, the wave might, like, you, you might wipe out. But the thing is, if you don't surf, you're going to wipe out. Yeah. But if you get on the board and you're just like, cool, let's use this energy, let's do yeah. it so I don't crash, yeah. so I don't wipe out, then you're able to ride the wave out. Well, you can basically, you can fail because you never did something, or you can fail because you tried to do something and maybe it didn't work out, but at least you can be like, oh, I tried to do this thing. And usually you learn from your experience. If your goal is to face your fears, you'll always be a winner as long as you always face your fears. We should just have mm-hmm. a motivational podcast. Uh, I'm Herbert motivated. The pig, I believe. Herbert the Pig is starting doing one. that for us on Twitter. Yeah. Herbert, Herbert the, the Razorback. Is, Herbert yeah, the Razorback. Yeah. Herbert the Razorback has become uh, just Nick Fury. Just so you guys know, he's like legitimately just become Nick Fury on Twitter. He's well, I like think that's kind of the Avengers. overall message of the you know episode in general is you know learning to face your fears. And, yeah, you know that's mm-hmm. everyone has a fear that they can. Buffy face. does that. She inspires so. Billy to do that yeah. by the end. And the also, fact like, that Billy you know, does that is like one of the biggest things too, because like this is a really dark episode. This is a really yeah. dark topic, and the fact that they end it like with this kid who has been through mu- through so much is able to face his fear and able to basically just like tell the coach like, yeah, I know what you did. And yeah. I have these people backing me up. That's such a strong yeah. moment. It starts with... And it, this is a great episode. Yeah, like, this, this is, is an amazing episode. Yeah. And it I, becomes really important just because that's the episode where you can actually relate more than most episodes, especially in that season. And it kind of gives you this feeling of like, oh, we can all we can all be Buffy in our own way. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? It, it, it can be very empowering. Yeah. So. We can all be slayers of the, of the vampires in our mind. And I think the first person... We give a lot of credit to Buffy, and you know, as she deserves, because she's amazing. But the first person who faces their fears is Xander. Is Xander. Is Xander. Yeah. Well, sort of Willow, right? Willow actually sings. Yeah. And then she's, well, she, and it's just bad. And she's like, oh, well, well, I did it. <laughs> she faces yeah. her fear, but she doesn't necessarily oh, come out. Yeah. yeah. She accidentally kind of goes for it. Whereas Xander just punches, punches that him. damn clown. And, when he yeah. does it, and he insults his uh, clout as a clown as well. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you, you did a giraffe. Anyone could do a giraffe. Yeah. And the, and the clown is down. Like, the clown yeah. is down for the count. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great moment where like Xander and we always we we jab at Xander because he, he, there's a lot of problematic stuff about the character. This is not one of them. I think this is Xander's first. This is the first like, like obviously Xander's consistently himself throughout this season. But like when you watch back season one, it's like, man, Xander makes me feel a little bit more uncomfortable than I'm used to make him making me feel. But then you watch this one and you're like, oh, there he is. Yeah. There's this my is friend like, he's like Xander. A Hawkeye, and then this is like his, his Hawkeye Age of Ultron. Moment. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it actually, That's not a spoiler. it totally. Hawkeye's in Age of Ultron. It makes <laughs> it makes sense though that this was like Joss's episode about his like past and stuff. Um, where Xander is a character that's clearly inspired by Joss. Um, so it was very much, it's very mm. much a Joss episode. I have a question uh, about the magic. So uh, Billy astrally projects himself and uh, to be able to kind of find the people in the world that can kind of help him cure this problem that he's accidentally brought onto Sunnydale via the energy of the Hellmouth taking this and spiraling out of control as it does, as it, of course, does as Giles mm-hmm. says at one point. It's like, wait, how does this work? Of course it does. It's the Hellmouth. Does Billy is there some kind of powers that be element that it's like, how does Billy know this is the girl you go to? This is who your savior is. This is how find this girl and she will be the thing that helps solve uh, this. Honestly, I mean you could make the argument that the Hellmouth just kind of tends to bring people together. Um mm-hmm. I personally just think it was like we're a TV show. 
conveniently, he's just wandering the halls of Sunnydale High. <laughs> okay. Out of all the high schools, and Buffy's in the only person who can see this yeah. wandering right. child in the hallways. It's kind of like how jo- like someone asked Joss, like, "How how fast does Serenity fly?" And he's like, "At the speed of story." Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's hilarious. Yeah. Awesome. And that's our bell, which means we are almost done with this session. But before we go, we have a last-minute activity, an extracurricular activity, if you will, where Holland comes up with something, and then we make it up on the spot. So, Holland, what are we doing this week? All right. I'm going to reach into my bag of nightmares and dreams, and this is my notebook. (laughs) You're destroying it. It's fine. I didn't need it. I have more notebooks. Um, So for this week's episode... Uh, since we already talked about our deepest, darkest fears and nightmares, um, I would like us to do a brief, uh, not like, obviously not a poster because posters are visual, but like maybe if they did like a motivational, like commercial. Okay. Do those exist? Like a motivational. Yeah. Like a little speaker. Yeah. PSA. PSA. Exactly. Like something like that. Um, against little league teams, not pulling their weight. (laughs) No, definitely not that. I would say maybe not spiders. I think we should bring up the fact that the girl snuck into the basement to go have a cigarette. Cigarette. That's, oh, the smoking break. kills poster. Yeah, yeah. Smoking, yeah. smoking kills, kills with smoking gun. So, so against smoking. Do, let's just do a PSA against smoking because mm-hmm. you know what? Okay. All right. That's still a problem in our society. Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm pretty good, Kyle. How about you? Oh, I'm great, Jordan. Yo, I got that really good nicotine fix right now. What? No, I'm studying right now. What do you mean the nicotine fix? I got to finish my homework. Don't worry about homework, man. Homework can come later. How about you go down to the basement slash fallout shelter with me and we can have a cigarette? I don't know, man. I don't want to be the only one doing it. That's okay. We'll be together. All right. That's all I want. I'm your peer. No pressure. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to buy you at your word there. Let's go into the basement. Okay. All right. Hey, kids. What? Oh, my. What? What What is the strange man in the basement? What were you doing in the basement of our school? Well, I know I've got this horrible looking face and this maimed hand, and you might think I'm here to attack you. Yep. But I'm here to tell you that the only kind of pressure that you'll be succumbing to with smoking is interlung pressure. Interlung pressure? What's all that about, Kyle? I don't know. I'm confused, Jordan. Tell us, strange man. Well, kids, smoking might be the cool thing, but you know what else is cool? Icing your lungs because they can't breathe anymore, and you're hoping that ice will make them come back to life, but it won't. That that does Ooh. not sound no, cool. No, I don't even like ice in my drinks. <laughs> hmm. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. I like room temp or boiling hot drinks. But kids, let me just tell you, you could smoke that cigarette, but it might just make me want to scream numbers at you and whack you into the hospital. No, I don't want that. That sounds like it would stress me out more than this nicotine cigarette. Can I at least finish the pack? (laughs) Well, you could, but then you might also finish your chance at life and your chance at a future and your chance at focusing during that history test later. That's a good point. Jordan, let's go back to do the test and then report the principle that there's a strange man living in the basement. Sounds good, but only after I get a nice, good breakfast with milk, orange juice, an apple, cereal, toast, and a side of bacon. Okay, 
Great job, kids. And one last thing. Rocky 19! This has been a reminder from the Sunnydale study group that smoking kills. Please do not smoke. We are very much against it. It is 2015. You should not still be smoking. Goodbye. It's 2015, for God's sakes. And that was our session about the episode Nightmares. Thank you so much for joining us, Thank James. You. Where can they find oh, you on the internet? Um, oh, internet-wise, yeah. No, uh, you can find me at Twitter with the handle uh, the real underscore JBI. On Instagram, I am James, 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 <laughs> which is James three times, and the last James has six A's in it. I, I, I know. And on <laughs> YouTube, you can actually find my uh, YouTube channel much simpler. simpler. Uh, youtube.com slash James Brent Isaacs. We actually do a hangout with each other on Google uh, every oh, yes. Monday. So if you ever want to like find out where that is, follow James Hashtag on Cougarpedia. Cougarpedia hangout. Cougarpedia lives. Also, uh, Omar and I work on social media together, and we got the Indiegogo going for that right now. So feel free to head over there and possibly throw us a couple bucks if you like. And if you could spread the word, that would be great. Awesome. Yeah. And um, when is the deadline for the social medium Indiegogo? May 20th. May yep. 20th. Coming up. Mm-hmm. All right. Get out yeah. there, guys. Get your clickies going. I'm gonna That's donate. I want say? one of those mugs. Can I still get one of those mugs? Is that still one of the? Probably. I'm. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> <laughs> we will get you a mug. <laughs> we will find a way to get you a. You mug. will get a mug. A, we will not clarify what kind of mug it no. is. Where can they find your stuff, Chris? You can find me on Twitter uh, as Amantioch. You can find me on YouTube with Anim Fantastic, which I do with uh, Jimmy Scavoni. Omar helped us and directed an awesome Age of Ultron video recently. It was super fun. Check um, it out on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can find me uh, all over LA with Robot Teammate and the Accidental Party, musical improv. Uh, look up robotteammate.com. Um, yeah, those are my things. How about you, Holland? Um, I'm Holland Farkas. You can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas. Uh, same with Facebook. On Instagram, I am Farkland, um, and on YouTube, I am uh, Telltale Heart XO. If you just go YouTube Holland Farkas, it's like linked to my Gmail account, and it's like not my real. Like, it's dumb. It. I'm trying to figure it out. It's so annoying. Um, and yeah, I, I contribute to GeekandSundry.com. I write about film and TV, um, and I'm currently unemployed and looking for a job. <laughs> So if you know of anything, that is a pitch. Yeah, hey. please. Yeah, you know what? An extracurricular activity I would like. Place that's hiring. Jump yeah. in my van. I'll take you to the interview hey. right now. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm. I walk in like two weeks. So make everybody make Holland a fun resume. Yeah, I, my yeah. resume is actually pretty great. I just, I just. This but can it? But could one. it be really this great? Is a fun one. Like it might just be a picture of candy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Omar. You can always find me at YouTube.com/slash Two Broke Geeks. Or number two broke geeks on Twitter. Uh, I make videos with uh, the aforementioned spider-loving Texan Mia. So <laughs> Mia, <laughs> be sure to check those out. And of course, you can always find everything Sunnydale Study Group at Facebook.com/sunnydalestudygroup as well as Twitter.com/ssgpodcast or at ssgpodcast. Also on Instagram. That's right, uh, we're on Instagram. Sunnydale Study Group. I have a lot of pictures that I need to share to that Instagram, so that'll just be those will be coming out. We'll be back next week talking about episode 11, Out of Mind, Out of Sight. So make sure you do your homework for that. And again, James, thank you for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Until then, pack your bags, pack your books. We'll see you next week.
What about against that Danny Zuko type guy who is, is like, and then I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna beat his ass. Where did the greasers come from? Because someone said, yeah, and there's one group of fa- friends who just like wear leather jackets and think it's still the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That'll I'm gonna be, get them all. We'll, we'll keep going back to that. <laughs> For sure. Sour, adorable, totally honey. Work. Those guys are <laughs> awesome. 